The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Dynamic Healing with two experts in chronic pain, David Hanscom and Les Aria. This podcast will show you how to unlock your body's ability to heal. Just breathe and learn how to rewire your brain and break free from chronic pain. Welcome to Dynamic Healing Podcast. I'm Les. And today's topic is on Happy Holiday, not seven survival tips for the holidays. My name is David Hanscom, and I'm here today to discuss this topic with Les. And the purpose is that we wanted to, to discuss not just how to survive the holidays, but to actually enjoy these holidays and thrive. So several questions is what matters to you this holiday season? What do you want this holiday season to be about? And what is the one thing you can do differently this year than last year? So I want to start with a quote, Dr. Albert Einstein very famous quote is called the definition of insanity is doing the same things over and over again and expecting a different result. So Dr. Ari is going to teach me today how to thrive during this holiday. And I'm going to be the audience today. And I'm going to be a wiser person at the end of this podcast. So Dr. Aria, please tell me how to thrive this holiday because thriving during the holidays, by the way, is not my strongest point here. I think, David, I think it's not, uh, it's most people's, um, struggle for the holidays is trying to too hard trying to not feel trying to not think and um and it's really just causes chaos so how's about we do this i I do want to really on a serious note here is let people know that when you learn psychological skills um it's not just about surviving you actually have a better life so it's not just about breath work on, or meditation or exercising, but really providing you tools that are really effective so you can actually have your best life and safest holiday season. So what we want to do today is not just talk about tips, but really get you to come from a whole different place. And we can even couch this into three domains. So we can even group it into three domains. That is, So think about this is we want to teach you how to be more psychologically flexible. That's the key. David, when you hear the word psychological flexible, do you imagine yourself in black leotards and doing yoga poses? <laughs> well, I mean, I also want to, I mean, I know I um, have different comments about psychology in general, but you know, psychology is about really 
I guess in modern neuroscience with neuroplasticity and your brain can change any time, I mean, what psychology really is, people think in terms of psychology, fiction, the past, fiction, the past, fiction, the past, but really psychology is about learning how to live the future in a very skillful way. And so you look at it differently. It's a real big paradigm shift to learn how to live as opposed to how to, how to survive. And that's what I'm excited about this podcast is, you know, how do we actually thrive? And it mm -hmm. takes specific tools because remember our default mode in life is survival. We're not necessarily taught how to thrive. And so that's what I'm excited about this podcast is that we're using Christmas as a metaphor and Thanksgiving as a metaphor of how to thrive instead of just surviving. Yeah. That's, that's exactly right. And so in, in acceptance and commitment therapy, we have a saying that, you know, moving towards the life that you deserve or want. And I think that's really important. So with that said, these are the three domains, we can kind of put this all, this whole seven tips into, if you wish. And this is the psychological flexibility part. So if you actually learn to wake up, loosen up and step up, what does that mean? Wake up. So waking up is basically, we don't realize that we are humans and we're constantly thinking and feeling. We just become habituated with it. And we don't realize that our thoughts, emotions, and even physical sensations tend to dominate us from an unconscious place, which means that you're a fish and you don't realize you're swimming. We're humans and we don't realize we're thinking and feeling and often resisting our reality. So one of the most important things before David and I dive into the seven tips, I really want us to really just pause you for a second. Check this out. Listen, to be psychologically flexible, one, you have to wake up and recognize your mind is not always guiding you to the best place. And so we'll talk a little bit about what should be the in replacement of that. Your mind is great to problem solve, but when it comes to not paying attention to the storylines, that's where we get into trouble, David. So that's waking up. Is well, with the problem aware. is, I mean, another word for that less is awareness. In other words, mm -hmm. we're all programmed by right. our past. Anytime you're anxious or frustrated, something in the present triggers something from the past. Right. So until you understand that the past keeps intruding on the present or waking up and becoming aware of what's actually happening today, you're really trapped by the past. Yep. So waking up is actually a huge word. Another word again is awareness. Yep. And it's a beautiful way of simplifying it. Absolutely. And then the other um, domain that we want to be aware to move you towards greater psychological um, flexibility is loosening up the grip of the mind. And this is the part where David likes to say this is about welcoming the unwelcomed. Right, David? You <laughs> like that, don't you? Come on. Oh, it's my favorite thing. My, my, my patients <laughs> love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, from, so let's review this is there are three domains to be psychologically flexible. And these are skills you can learn through acceptance commitment therapy. But let's review that. Wake up and I like David's word. So waking up basically means being aware of what dominates you your thoughts your feelings your emotions just being aware of it versus being controlled by them so look at your thoughts versus through your thoughts and emotions and sensations the second domain is loosening up the grip of the mind what that what does that mean it basically means learning to break step pause from the things that are pushing you around in your mind so learning to kind of loosen the grip of the mind when it has a storyline like, I can't do this. This is going to be hectic. How am I going to survive this? I'm so sick and tired. All those dialogues and storylines in our head, we need skills to be able to pause, step back, and actually smile and go like, thank the mind. 
you know, it really is important. David, I mean, that's a very difficult thing for most of us, right? To be able to loosen the grip of the mind. In your famous blog, I think your famous blog, which if you haven't read David's blog on the consciousness, David, can you speak a little bit to that? And then we'll, we'll hop on to the third domain on being well, psychological. The question is people, why don't people, why don't people loosen up? I mean, it seems very obvious, you know, be flexible, open, it's interesting. But remember is that when you, rigidity serves a purpose because all of a sudden you have a black and white answer to something in the past. It alleviates anxiety. We don't like anxiety. So when you say welcoming in the welcome, <clears throat> you're training your brain to be okay with being anxious, right? I mean, it's never, I mean, anxiety is never going to be positive. It's never going to feel good. But as you learn to be with it and loosen up, things change dramatically. So, you know, waking up is critical because again, you come out of your rigid way of thinking that creates anxiety. Loosening up means you need to tolerate the anxiety. And then stepping up is you, you start living life in freedom because guess what? You develop a working relationship with the anxiety and you just go. That's why people thrive. And that's why, again, I'm excited about these seven tips for, for surviving because it gives that ne next step forward is that, okay, surviving is one thing. But moving into what you want is actually where healing occurs. Right, right, right. And I just want to emphasize one thing. The loosening up thing here is what we in acceptance commitment therapy call about accepting what is showing up in your mind. And that's why we have the statement is to welcome the unwelcome. When you have a difficult thought about someone, a judgment about yourself, or you know, it could be finances, uh, this being a difficult year, again, for many, many folks and or family members, you know, different things that show up. And so when you find yourself in the past or in the future or in judgment, you want to be able to have skills to be able to recognize and just even just noticing again from step one, waking up. The step two loosening part up is just to accept what just showed up versus fighting it, trying to drown it with, with substances or trying to drown it with distractions and more social media. Loosening up basically means is two specific things, is accepting what just showed up learning to work with it and learning to pause and simply even just thanking, using different skills to thank your mind for its opinion, or just even simply labeling like past. Sometimes when I'm caught up in my past, David, about a past memory, like this, as I mentioned in the previous podcast, I was thinking about my dad and uh, brother and many years ago in the past. And whenever I smell pine needles, I remind myself or my mind takes me back to the past and I feel this deep sadness and this hollowness. And at that moment, loosening up occurs this way. One, I sort of wake up and recognize, whoa, I just noticed a mood shift. And then in step two of loosening up, I recognize that, that this is a difficult moment. And as opposed to fighting it, so I want you to feel to heal. And so when you actually feel that thought in your body or emotion, what you do is you're actually learning to desensitize it and you learn to create more safety than a stress response. And so you accept, and then I pause and step back and simply label it and saying, this is a difficult moment, or this is a joyful moment, does not always have to be negative. And just being able to pause, recognize and step back is very important. And then the third domain here is stepping up. And what does stepping up mean? Stepping up basically means this, is not, having your, mind, your, your thoughts and emotions and physical sensations dominate you and direct your choices. But stepping up basically means is choosing how you wish to be during difficult moments towards yourself and others. And 
putting an action plan to it. So that's what these seven tips that David and I will be discussing with you, and we'll go over them and hopefully you'll find them helpful. Because one of the things, David, I think we have talked about this also in previous episodes, that just being around family and certain people, I don't know about you, um, you know, um, uh, hi, mom. I was until I thought of my mom. My mind just sent a picture up front when I said family. She's um, listening too, right? I, uh, oh, Lord, here we go. <laughs> I have to have dinner with her tonight. <laughs> Good job. Yes, yes. I will practice my tips. Yeah, so don't being around family. Plus, don't go into politics, okay? Don't go into politics. No, that's right. So being around family members and certain people can easily activate our storylines, our old storylines, our old memories. So when your mind hooks you, what do you do? You know, how does it cost you by not learning some of these skills? And so here are seven tips. I'm not just surviving, but really trying to enjoy the holiday here. So David, I wanted to start with the first one. The first tip is basically values. And let me just pause here and define what values are. Values are not right or wrong or morals. Values are how you wish to be in this difficult moment. How do you wish to be during this joyful moment? It's basically saying a value is a mental quality of action. Let me just repeat that. A value is a mental quality of action. For example, my value, I wish to be compassionate. Great. What's the action? The action might be is I'm actually saying kind things to you, David. Um, I'm actually, <laughs> so, you know, right. So, or I might say something to my mom, like, you know, Hey, you look wonderful. And, or it sounds like you're having a difficult day as opposed to kind of getting frustrated. So a value is a mental quality of action into simpler English. It's how do I wish to be every morning or every time there's a difficult situation? How do I wish to show up? Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24 through 26. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So I think that's interesting. I mean, I have something I've come across the last little bit because we're not trying to make bad things positive, but I agree with you. And I actually listened to you, Dr. Aria, 
That's quite surprising. A more than more than I like to admit. <laughs> but I honestly, you, I just start looking at my behavior and how people are perceiving it, and I just, I, I just want to be more kind and nice. Just that simple phrase. So when I'm frustrated and reactive, I go, "Well, wait a second. That's really not the value that I want to keep going out there." And with the brain and neuroplasticity, programming and repetition is really key. So I think that word value is a great one to start out with. How do you want to be in the world? Whether there's good times or bad times, especially during the bad times, do you want to be in this reactive angry mode, which you're justified in doing, by the way, or is that yeah. really, want to, really how you want to be around your friends and family, which by the way, are often the triggers. So how do you want to be to the people that you love? I, I think that's a great starting point. Yeah, I think it really is. And if you just really think about what David was saying and uh, using the word values, it's a, it's just a great, great psychological tool to undermine the storylines of your mind. And so when you hear these and think of them as stories, because that's what they are, they they repeat. Do they not sound familiar? Do they not feel familiar? So therefore it's really coming from your mind. It's an, it's, it's a habit much like a habit loop. So therefore, when you find, and just want to give a quick tip here because many of my patients don't like, when do I use values or how do I, let's just, let's just simplify this folks. Don't make it complex. Here are two major tips. Tip one, when you notice a mood shift or tension in your body, all of a sudden just shows up. When it shows up, I want you at that point to know that something such as your mind is telling you a story and it's putting you in a trance. It's hypnotizing you. And if you don't wake up, remember those three domains? If you don't wake up and loosen up the grip of the mind by simply thanking the mind, for example, or just even saying, this is a difficult moment. So when you're not able to do that, what happens is the storylines, you become it. So you become your thoughts, you become your emotions, you become your physical sensations. So the first domain we talked about is just being aware, as David calls it, is really important. And the second thing is anytime your thoughts or emotions or physical sensations dominate you, be aware of it, what's showing up. So the values basically teaches you to really, like when I notice a mood shift or tension, that's the first quick tip and when to use the value. The second tip here, besides noticing when there's a mood shift or tension that shows up more so in your body, the second one is the one that David and I really like is notice your breath rate, your breath rate. Your, your, your breath states, here it comes, here it comes, determines your emotional states. <laughs> <laughs> your breath state determines your emotional state. <clears throat> yep. So let me simplify this a little bit further, Dr. Arya. <clears throat> so we look at the, the way we respond to life in general. Every second, right this second, is, is determined by your entire past up to this minute. So it's either safe or dangerous. So thoughts can be safe or dangerous or threatening and repressed thoughts can be safe or dangerous. Those negative thoughts create a chemical shift that we call emotions. So you are correct in that is that your physiological state determines your psychological state. So my simplistic definition of emotion is what you feel where the mm -hmm. thoughts are input. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, I think that's a pretty fair statement. Absolutely. Right. So anyway, um, the key issue has been, I can't tell you how humbling it's been for me to realize that when I think I'm right or frustrated and I want to state my opinion, but I don't really want to be that way to the people that I love. Yeah. But I've been doing it my whole life. So waking up the last six months for me has been extremely sobering and humbling.
realize yeah. that how do I look to people around me when I'm in a certain mood state? So I think you're right. Waking up to a certain mood shift says, okay, I'm in the past. I'm not in the present. Right. I'm not meeting, I may not be meeting this person's needs right now. Yep. Again, all this is greatly, greatly magnified during the holidays. Yep, absolutely. And I want to just emphasize to everyone, David talked about how he wishes to be towards the loved ones. Uh, hey, folks, do not forget there is a loved one inside of you. The longest relationship you've ever had in this, uh, in this planet, on this planet that you've had is yourself. So when you notice you wake up or you experience a mood shift during a difficult conversation, or you're sitting there and watching the Christmas tree lights, or you, you're sipping the eggnog, or whatever it is you're doing in that moment, or that cold morning to feel, and you notice a mood shift, you know, you'll, you will be bathed. You will be bathed in the past and even the future and some judgments. In that moment, that's all you have to do with this first step is ask, how do I wish to be towards myself and or the other? In this difficult moment and you choose a value do i wish to be forgiving kind curious courageous choose one and then ask yourself how you will actually make that value that mental quality come alive so how do you make it come alive and often it's things you say or do towards yourself and others and sometimes when i wish to be kind to myself i'll actually just drop into my breath and rub my chest or tap myself and say it's okay it's okay so that's what I'd like to do, and we're almost out of time here, is I'd like to just talk about the second one, which is, which is the morning routine. But let me just read the list that you had. It's called values, your morning routine, be realistic, which is a huge one during the holidays, communicate, be present, clear boundaries, and pace yourself. So I think what we'll do is I'd like to discuss the morning routine and finish up today. And then on the next podcast, we'll talk about the next two and I really liked this morning's conversation, actually went in a direction that I was not really considering. And I think it's an important thing about, you know, who are you? Who do you want to be? How do you want to show up? The holidays are an opportunity to actually practice these concepts in a big way. But let's, um, let's discuss the morning routine a little bit. Yeah, less. the morning routine, David, is basically waking up and having a practice of breath work or meditation and or prayer. Uh, so what, do you, what are your thoughts about that? Something important, something you do, David? <laughs> So just for the audience sake, just for the record, Dr. Arya is much better human being than I am with this morning routine. And I did it yesterday, by the way, Dr. Arya. Said, Yay! <laughs> I think it is critical to get grounded. I will say I'll spend two minutes doing it, which is a start. I'll do my expressive writing, take a few deep breaths, actually contemplate how grateful I am actually to be alive and just be here. Yep. So I agree, some routine, it doesn't have to be long, um, just to ground yourself, okay, here's the day. I'm going to enjoy this day. And it just helps to get connected to the day. And, you know, the, the past always intrudes on the present. We do worry about the future. But I think in a really good starting point for the day, really sets the pace for the entire yeah, day. Absolutely. And that's what it comes down to, nothing more. So we've got values, morning routine. Is start with breath work or meditation or prayer. Read something inspiring. Set the tone. And uh, that will be helpful. The third one is basically to be realistic. This is something David and I talk frequently with each other and audience members when we do presentations. Be realistic means is watch your um, unrealistic expectations of, of yourself and others, how things must be or should be. But see, I, I think we have to talk about the power of us because I think this mm -hmm. is almost this entire topic because what happens during the holidays, um, we're not realistic. We, we, there's lots of things that we're supposed to be, do this, we're supposed to be happy, et cetera. So by having these really big expect, un, 
realistic expectations, the crash is sort of bigger during the holidays. So that's the one I want to focus on on our next podcast is about the realism and communication, because those two are linked together pretty carefully. So today we talked about the values, about how do you want to be? How do you want to show, how do you want to treat your family and friends during these holidays where it can be really special and really understand those. And then I think the morning routine is actually understanding those values and actually taking those values and pulling, pulling them right into the day of what you want to be. So, yes. um, so Les, thanks for this podcast. Um, again, I learned a few, again, I hate to admit this, but um, we're trying to create, I do want to review really quickly the three things about waking up because we automatically react around our family members and we don't necessarily understand how that looks. So again, I think the morning routine connects us with their values. How do I want to be to my family members? Waking up is understanding how you actually may look through their eyes. Loosening up is say, okay, I'm going to do this differently. Then of course, stepping up is just actually executing and taking what you've learned in your grounding exercise in the morning, actually executing it throughout the day. So any final thoughts, Dr. Arya? No, I think this is fantastic. And just like we talked about in the previous podcast is watch for the Hollywood syndrome of trying to make everything just wonderful. The more you connect with who you are and what you stand for, the more you'll move towards a life that matters to you. Right. Well, Les, thank you very much. Um, I enjoyed this um, conversation and uh, we will see you soon. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One, to get that information. I answer audience questions, and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively, part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network, and wherever you get your podcasts.